Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dope Black Podcast. When two brothers collaborate with wanting to create something positive and impactful, greatness is the product. And here is a perfect example of that. I'm your friendly neighborhood Cameron. And today on Dope Black Dad, let me introduce firstly an award-winning filmmaker from Sierra Leone, West Africa. He's the president of Salone Rising, a nonprofit organization that provides microfinancing and mentoring resources to small businesses, uh, business owners in Sierra Leone. So firstly, let's hear the deep tones of this guy who embodies creativity with a purpose. It's none other than Ali Kamanda. Ali, how are you? Oh, I'm doing very good, Cameron. Thank you so very much for that introduction, man. Very happy to be on your with no you. No worries, man. No worries. And and, and we're also the best um, with having an assistant district attorney who works in Buncombe County District, if I'm saying that right. He also is a professor in South, Colle- um, South College's legal department and... I've just been hearing a bit from this guy and he just sounds incredibly wise and he's an intelligent brother. I have to introduce my guy over here to help stop the pipeline to prison. We have none other than George Redmond. George, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you for having us on. Good. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit underdressed with you in the suit, you know. (laughs) But we're all looking good. We're all looking good. (laughs) <laughs> but, that's how I, I always feel man <laughs> I know right I know showing us up oh god one second I'm gonna go run to the wardrobe now I'm checking right so hello guys let's let's start off firstly where are you guys whereabouts are we because I think we're all in different places at the moment aren't we Ali where are you that's correct I am currently in Lancaster Pennsylvania alright alright and George yourself I'm in Asheville North Carolina and the distance from you guys is quite a, quite a bit, uh, from correct? Yeah, man. Yes. We just uh, did our book launch out in Asheville. That was uh, an eight-hour drive from here, I believe. Yeah, that's, that sounds long for me. <laughs> but um, yeah, that sounds crazy. That sounds crazy. So since we've gone straight onto the topic, actually, yeah, your, your book launch, how has that been for you guys so far? It's been wonderful. I mean, it, it's um, it, the whole process and the journey, um, not only the launch, but going to the conventions, the library conventions and speaking on the webinars and, and, and going to schools. I mean, this has all been a wonderful journey um, that will always be a lifetime memory for the both of us. I can imagine as well. And I believe you both are fathers as well, if I'm right, right in saying. Yes. And, and, and can you talk to me a bit about how 
Can you talk to me a bit about how that has kind of influenced you creating this book? How did that kind of process start? So, um, you know, we are both dads. Fortunately, we, um, our sons are about, uh, I want to say within weeks uh, apart from each other. So they're both uh, turning 10 here soon. Um, and so the start of this whole process um, was really a journey, um, as Ali like to always say, it's, it's really a love letter to them, right? And, and hopes for encouraging them um, so that they can be able to understand that they uh, have the power to determine their fate and their success in this world. Powerful, powerful. And being dads, we just see that as our biggest blessing right now in life, you know? So I think for us, uh, having that opportunity to create something um, intentionally for our sons, you know, is just a very special thing. So we're just we're, we're just thankful and excited about the journey so far. Perfect, perfect. And if, if I'm if I'm um, if I've researched correctly um, for you, Ali, you originally grew up in Sierra Leone, um, and I was really just kind of interested how your childhood in Sierra Leone um, compared to your kind of like teen life in um, in the states. How was that? influenced you in creating this book at all or was it all just from your your kids experiences or was it from your own childhood as well Uh, the beautiful thing i think about writing is that when you are are trying to use and share your own voice it's always best to come from a place that you are uh, familiar with um so this was a perfect opportunity to do both though it was a chance for me to reflect on my own upbringing and my own life as a kid um but at the same time too it was also a moment of seeing a new world now that I'm a dad you know seeing that world through my son's eyes and you know what was it that I would want him to have that maybe either I had or did not have in growing up just to make sure that he actually you know did have a certain armor and was you know ready by right you know for this life so um, growing up back home was was a beautiful thing for me it's a, it's a great opportunity to see uh, what that culture taught me as I compared it to what I learned from here. So I kind of see myself combining the best of both cultures as I grow up and as I raise my son. Oh, and I definitely kind of got that vibe from just the illustrations within it. They were really beautiful illustrations. I was showing it to my kids myself. Um, I read it as a bedtime story. They very much enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, I can definitely see that kind of influence as well. And for you, George, obviously coming from being an assistant to, um, district attorney, how was that kind of influence because obviously your job role itself is powerful for um for for, for the youth and things like that so how has how has it influenced you in that in that way um so it's influenced me because i I can see the end result of what happens when kids don't have uh, a plan b or or they uh, their expectations of what they call success is is only tight casted to being a ball or a rapper um and so unfortunately i see um, the downfall of, of kids who make wrong choices that can't get back on the same track um, and somehow lose hope and lose desire as to themselves and, and, and who they see themselves as. And so this book was mainly one of those driving forces in hopes to not see as many uh, black boys in, in, in the court system and, uh, and change their shape and their future in society. And I, I completely can get that from the book. Like, it wasn't just, even though obviously I'm assuming a majority of people that are going to be um, stopping from this pipeline, pipeline to prison, you'd expect that to be from kind of like adolescent teenagers, but you're kind of impacting them from way before then when it, when it actually matters, that kind of childhood um, entrance into life itself is huge and powerful, obviously. 
Um, and, and how can you see, I know for me specifically growing up, like I grew up without a dad. So my kind of role models were people I saw in books and movies and, and what I could find as, as a young adolescent. So how do you feel, what, what kind of um, thoughts do you have on the importance of having kind of role models within someone's life at such a young age as well? Well, for me, I believe kids are just sponges at that age and they take in everything. Um, that's as you get older, I think, as we know, you kind of get more stubborn. Um, the barriers get built up. Um, you're not easily accessible to change and to um, adapt. And so for, for kids, um, this is the time where they're learning to read. This is the time where they're learning a little bit more about themselves. Um, and so why not at a time when they're learning a little bit about themselves, that they're also learning how they got here, um, who they are, who the past um, represents and, and how that can affect them as they continue to grow um, into an adult. And a question for you, Ali, then as, as well is what, what kind of, what, where did you come about picking the, the specific type of, um, within the book, you, you explain different types of um, famous black greats. What, what made you pick those specific black greats? Was it something relatable to kind of your experience or what you think would make um, the biggest impact on everyone? What, what kind of was your thought process behind that? It's, it's more towards the latter. Um, see, the, the idea behind this book was uh, George's, you know, and he came up with this and said, we should do a book called Black Boy, Black Boy. So, you know, immediately when you start thinking of references, then, you know, you look towards the greats, you know. Um, I think for us, we were very intentional about wanting to create a very fun, we would say, introduction to black history. So one of the uh, key components of, of that was then to find, um, you know, men who had achieved something as the first, you know, who were the pioneers of stuff. And that's where I believe a lot of this uh, came from. So once we started, um, also, you know, given the rhyme scheme we uh, had intended or already put down, we wanted to make sure that we found the right new names of folks um, that we believe expands the lexicon of black history in terms of, you know, um, us recognizing that they're more than just, as George says, the Fab Five you know, that comes up on every uh, Black History Month. So we wanted to make sure we added new names uh, to that uh, discourse so that kids would have the opportunity to learn about uh, so many other men who have contributed to the greatness of society. And, and what kind of role models would you say um, influenced you as children, to be honest? Um, obviously, you've got the, the guys mentioned in the book. Um, can you elaborate a bit more on who's influenced you guys and kind of creating you guys, in my eyes, definitely are seen as very successful, you know, black role models. What influenced you to kind of be the greats that you are yourselves? You want to take that first, George? Sure, I'll take that first. <laughs> um, I mean, essentially, ironically, it was the athletes and, and, and unfortunately entertainers that um, shaped me. Uh, my first thoughts when I was growing up was to be a baller. So this book really meant a lot to me because this is the same sort of dreams and aspirations that uh, that I had as a kid and that I'm trying to break. Um, but um, also uh, my father was um, um, essentially in my life throughout, um, but he would come and go. And so there were times where um, he wasn't there that also inspired me to be the dad that I am, to be the man that I am, but also the times that he was there, his focus was on knowing my history, 
knowing where I came from. And that allowed me to dig a little bit deeper um, into learning about some of the historical features, figures that we have, excuse me, um, um, in our history. And so that, those are the types of role models that essentially that I look towards and obviously our civil rights leaders uh, in understanding um, specifically the ones that um, um, have done a lot um, legally wise um, in this country. And what about for yourself, Ali? Well, see, for me, mine growing up, um, especially from an, an African culture, were my, my mm. parents. You know, those are my role models. Um, and so more specifically, as it relates to this book, it's will be my, my dad. You know, um, I learned a lot from him and through him. Um, and I see myself as his son, not necessarily filling his shoes, you know, but um trying to find my own path in life, which is what he had always wanted. So um, what I sort of love about this story and what we're doing too, is it also shows that um, love story between a father and a son. And and I think to me, it's very important in growing up and having role models that you can aspire to be, you know, um, because for kids, as they say, seeing is believing, you know? So if you see someone do something and, you know, uh, what greater role model than your dad, you know, if it's possible or your mom or even just like a family uh, figure who's close by. Um, and then in terms of the, the other men that you see in the book, some of the ones who had the bigger influences on me are not listed um, because, again, there were just so many names and we didn't want to make it so personal. Like Muhammad Ali, I was named after him, you know, um, but every, as a kid, my dad always was just like, yeah, you know, you're going to be a fighter, not necessarily like, you know, physically, but that you, sh- you should fight, you know, throughout life. Uh, Stephen Biko was another one that um, we were going to put on there. Um, but yeah, a, a lot of names got left on the cutting room floor. Uh, names of folks whose works in life have inspired me as well. And I have seen in some light as a role model in terms of how they approach life and what they were able to uh, to accomplish. But for kids, man, seeing is believing. If they can see someone do something, um, it's a little easier for them to believe that they can too. Especially then if you add with that some love and support. I couldn't couldn't relate more to both of what you're what you're saying there, and I think one thing that I definitely took from just reading the book to my kids last night was even though it's called Black Boy, Black Boy, I also have a daughter as well, and even she related to it, to being like, oh, they look a bit like you, Daddy, and it and it's just that relation is just powerful. It's not just for the kids; it's for the parents too. Like we're the clientele as well, and um, it's quite interesting. I didn't realize this, but um, one of the um, Gretchen, you mentioned in the book, also has the same name as my son. And he started asking questions about who's this. My son's four, by the way. That's how powerful this book is. He's four asking about these greats, right? So that's where you know that this mission that you are truly trying to bring out and create is working. It is working. And it it is a pleasure to obviously hear about how this is kind of growing and how this is impacting people and yeah it's, it's amazing for me to see you guys face to face and obviously for those listening to hear this story how, how does it feel hearing that kind of feedback from you know my kids hearing and seeing and reading this book and i'm not just saying that because it's a podcast this is like what happened and i was shocked <laughs> i keep deferring to my brother man because i always seem to take time away from him but you know george you want to go first because i'm giddy <laughs> <laughs> no, you go first. I want I want this real raw emotion. It's, you it, tell me how it, you're it feeling. It means everything, man. Um, th- to be to be very honest, because we set up up on this thing as as George calls it our, our COVID baby. Um, you know, we were it came from a place of darkness. We were very 
um, down. Um, you know, uh, uh, as Jason Rells, I think, has been putting it when he best expressed that time frame in life when this was created. There was COVID and there was the murder of George Floyd, right? So uh, as a collective, a lot of us really were having a hard time in a sense, like, you know, finding air to breathe. And so uh, for us, uh, we've always said that that oxygen for us is family. So he- here we are, you know, creating something out of that, you know, and trying to find something positive to put into the world. So when you hear, uh, you know, feedback that, hey, it actually has touched somebody's life for an author, there's no greater reward. You know, you want to make sure at least one kid gets to, to like it. So when you hear it, I'm like, what? Oh, are you kidding me? I wrote some words. <laughs> you know, I got the other kids reading because, you know, my son's biased. <laughs> he has to like my work. He doesn't like what I wrote. Yeah, man. He's yeah, in yeah. Trouble. yeah, he's not. <laughs> that's less time on the Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's, this is a, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, my gosh. No, no, that's what definitely. It's all about. And I think because... Yeah, yeah, we did we did it twice actually because obviously I've had a, um, a little bit of access to this book for a little bit longer. So we've done it twice recently. The first time I just read it like I normally read other books, but obviously it's a bit of a rhyming book, and I'm very creative with my kids. And my son is obsessed with beatboxing at the moment, so he was obviously dropping the beat, and then I was trying to beatbox along. It ended up being an absolute mess to be honest <laughs> with you when I was reading it the second time, which is not what you want at before bedtime. But you got to record that, man. You you can't Bro, be greedy and recorded. keep that to yourself. You got to share that with the world. I would love to see that. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. That's dope. Um, it, honestly, it became an absolute mess, but but it was the experience. Like every parent wants to have that experience where you really connect with your child, especially when it relates to their culture and 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 who they are, and, and you see how it's slowly just shaping. It's only little like. It's only chiseling at what they're believing in and what they're seeing, but it does make a huge impact the more you do it. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely send that over to you, Ali. Don't you worry. It, it was oh, hilarious. Man. Representation <laughs> matters, brothers. We're really seeing that firsthand. So to also inspire, that's yeah, a great yeah. thing. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like you talked on their representation. How? Where do you see how important is representation and how different is it from, obviously, when we were kids compared to how it is for your kids now? Yeah, like, I mean, when you think about it, it it doesn't seem that long ago, though. But basically for us, you know, George and I growing up and, you know, you as well, there really wasn't that much kids literature that spoke to our existence, you know, that really celebrated our lives. Um, So here we were, we were finding some of these, um, I guess, in other stories, you know, definitely didn't look like us, but that was what we, we had. So, um, again, now being as a dad and seeing just how much more uh, representation has already been put out there and then to see the the effects on kids, you know, you can't help but leave like, yeah, that's what everybody's been talking about. So it's it's honestly, especially in kids literature, it is super important because when a kid can see themselves in something, you know, that looks like them. I mean, it's it's aspirational. It's inspirational. It's it's powerful, you know, so. There's nothing else like it. Um, and and maybe growing up, I didn't quite understand that because, you know, whatever was available was what I'd read and I'd like it, you know, if, if it was good. But I didn't necessarily be like, well, I don't see myself in it, you know, and maybe not understanding what that meant. But as I grew older, you started to hear that th- those echoes. I was like, yeah, that's that's something. So now to see that it, it really was a thing as an adult, I'm like, man, I was pretty naive for a while there, but. How important is it right now to create that? So my own son grows up in um, in a culture now that, you know, has more of his representation. You know, I think that's 
and his story. That's that's beautiful. It's powerful. Mm, that's that's really interesting, actually. I remember, um, like I said, I've been I've been traveling recently, and um, I really wanted to show. I'm from St. Lucia originally, my kind of background. And I took my kids to St. Lucia, and there's a lot of like advertisements and stuff with like black models, and the children books have like um, black kids in it and things like that, which I thought was really cool. But obviously, coming from the UK, that stuff is like you have to hunt for it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a genuine hunt. You're like there in the bookstores looking through books, going, nope, nope, nope. And it's a it's a real breath of fresh air to kind of see that slowly creeping into you know the different cultures that are like on the western side as well now. Um, because the world is so adapting and moving now, it is it's it's, it's so needed, definitely. Um, George, your your kind of perspective on it as well. So, like for your kids, how has how has this book how has it influenced your kids? Well, it's it's influenced them in, in learning um, who um, their past is, and, and it helps them to uh, really see that they can be more um, than unfortunately what our society continues to show which is athletes and entertainers or on television with um, criminals or drug dealers or drug addicts and so this gives them a new image and a, a new hope um, to be be able to see that there is um, someone different that they can inspire to and it, it, um, essentially that they can use their their brain to gain success um, and so more importantly, this, this gives them a different narrative, right? Because right now, the only narrative that they have in sort of their history classes here in America is um, what we call whitewashed, right? It's just something that you don't talk much about the African-American contributions. And so this allows them to understand that the African-American and the African people um, have contributed a lot in this world. And, and so they, too, can contribute and, and succeed in society completely agree it's, it's like when i was growing up the kind of like black history um they say month but let's be honest in school for my school at least it was a day like it, it was not a month it was like history teacher had a day to say something about black, like people black history moment went, right <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean um and on top of that like the black history i was learning was very much black struggles um, and it's refreshing to actually see yes. black success. Yes. Do you know what I mean? It's just a different perspective. And I think that's kind of what your book definitely shows is it's not just about, oh, black people went through slavery. No, no, no we, we're more than that. Definitely more than that. And showing that to kids is not hiding the struggles. It's finally showing them another way of seeing that it's more than struggles. The successes that we create um, with people like us, obviously. Um, and I'm assuming, and this is me just assuming that both you guys are kind of now seen as the cool dad. Am I right? Your kid's like, oh, my dad wrote a book. <laughs> and it's a rap too, as I told oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it, yeah, yes, we are, man. You should have seen our boys at the the book launch. You know, all of a sudden when it's done, and not, you know everybody's now getting up, and we've been talking about this book, and they've been on the spotlight too. You know, and we're highlighting our kids. I mean, it is no greater feeling as a parent, you know, to just see that look in your kids' eyes when they're. You can just tell they're excited, they're proud. proud. So it is. It's a huge moment, you know. Um, and the blessing we got to do it together with both of our boys. Mm. You know, so here yeah, we are. Like, you guys are in a moment right now. So, you know, <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, on that on that topic, actually, that's just reminded me. Could you mind talking a bit more about how you two kind of met and how your voice, your, your kind of um, forces joined together, obviously, to create this? How What's your what's your journey together? Well, we we, we met it. We met it in college. Um, we met at Carolina, uh, North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Go Heels. Um, 
we met Are there. Um, <laughs> we met there. Um, I was. Um, Ali likes to famously say that uh, at the time um, he was looking for an Hispanic. You don't want to um, tell the story right, man, because because okay. you're you're being modest. So I'm gonna go ahead and tell. You. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Thing. All right, this, so this dude, you're like, ready he, for it. Yo, he was he was literally he was the best soccer player out of North Carolina. Okay, and we both played soccer in in, in high school. And so along with my uh, high school buddy, his name is Casey. We were um, in Chapel Hill and we had heard about this Jorge Redmond, you know, because we were at two A school. He played four A and he had just dominated the charts. So, of course, he's coming to Carolina, the most recruited. We wanted to find out, you know, we were you know, high school ballers, did not get into college to play ball. So our eye was on the radar. Who are the guys from our state who made it to this school? We're going to look for this Jorge. So we go hunting for this guy <laughs> up to his dorm. Uh, Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. He was um, next to another buddy of ours from our high school. You know, door opens up. There's this, this you know, this white kid. He's on the corner, just, you know, kind of just doing his hair. And then there's George. But we didn't know it was him. But standing there, shirt off, just chiseled. I mean, sweating, you know. But we're like, this, this is a this is a black guy. We're looking for this Hispanic dude. We're looking for Jorge, you know. And and that just sort of started the thing. He was unique in every way. Doesn't spell his name with a G. His mama knew he was going to be special, so she named him with a J, you know. Um, but the the friendship started, and we have been brothers from another mother, as we like to call it, ever since. Um, our families, you know, stay connected. 
And uh, we really just hope and pray that that's how it goes, you know, till the very end, man, till the wheels fall off. You know, this that's my brother for life right there. Nice, nice. And your kids, how do they kind of interact? Do they see each other often? Um, how, how does that kind of play? Obviously, because this is where it's all come from, isn't it? The fatherhood of you both. So, yeah, do your kids kind of play with each other? What's their kind of relationship like? Well, they get to see each other. What we're trying to do is allow them, I mean, they get to see each other once a year. Um, is what we've allowed ourselves. And Ali and I spoke about we need to do that perhaps biannually, at least twice a year. But as we talked about before, the ages of kids allows them to acclimate and and, and realize that time is, is just space. Um, but whenever they see each other, that time shrinks. They immediately join in. Uh, there's a, a brotherhood and a sisterhood. Um, essentially, I think I have the eldest um, the eldest two, I believe. And then Ali's, um, eldest comes and then my boy and then his boy. And so they're, they're very stacked like stairs, but they immediately gel. Um, they think of each other as family. They call each other brothers and sisters. Um, and, 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 and so the bond that they have is what makes me feel happy about our future and happy about the way that Ali and I have put emphasis on um, who our families are and, and how we relate. Um, and so um, I'm super, super proud of, of the way that they love each other, the way they exp- um, re- respect each other and the type of enjoyment and laughter that we hear them have. It's, it's sad to see when we part because the kids start crying and it makes you just think back in the day when you were a kid and when you had so much joy with family and all of a sudden you realize that the, the time came where we had to separate and, and that's the true raw emotions of love and, and that's what both of our families have I facts it's all about being grateful like, like I was saying to Ali like he was telling me obviously I'm traveling at the moment and like I said it's an experience there's great things and bad things about it and it's those moments where you realize you're about to not see that person for a while that makes you cherish and love that moment you just had with that person do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's phenomenal. And especially when you're watching that as a parent and seeing your kids go through that, there's nothing like it. There is nothing like it. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Amazing. So w- what's next with you guys? What, where are you, where are you planning to go? What, what's next with this book? Where are, what, what other things have you got going along? What's happening? <laughs> I love it. Hit <laughs> off, George. What you got, man? So what's happening? You're, you're the one in the, in the suit, so I, I take it. You, you have us down, right? You got to figure out what's our next step, you know. <laughs> let me let me just look right. Make sure I'm looking okay. <laughs> what's happening? They can only hear you, George. Oh, okay. That's, that's not good. So what? So what's happening officially on our end is um, we have a book tour set up um, in October, um, where we'll be going through the. Uh, Texas, I believe, Illinois, and Indiana, um, visiting bookstores, visiting schools, um, visiting librarians as well. And so the thought is, is that what's different from our book is our book really needs to thrive in a school setting, right? Because that's where thoughtful discussions. Now, you can still have thoughtful discussions in a home, but the majority of books that people see at bookstores, those are just sort of fictional, non-fictional books that people take away and go into their own home and, and read about. What we want to have and what we strive with this book is to have thoughtful discussions amongst others, um, especially amongst kids and teachers who uh, can realize that this is a teachable moment. So this book is, is directed towards getting into the hands of 
not only young black boys, but all boys, um, and in hopes of trying to get it in that environment of a school setting so that that thoughtful discussions can then expand into an empathy and understanding of um, the black history. And how has it been received by teachers and stuff as well? When you're visiting, I mean, the, the ones that I've had here locally, I mean, they they love it. Um, I, I told Ali, I feel like the stars aligned. I think our country is becoming uh, more understanding um, and being more deliberate of, of, about being more inclusive um, with racial uh, diversity um, and equity. And so, right now, fortunately, this is a time where everyone's trying to maybe overcompensate for what hasn't happened in the past. And so this allows us perhaps that sort of um, crack in the door to allow this manuscript to go in um, and and be able to be taught. Um, They love the pictures. I mean, really love the pictures. I mean, Ken Ken has knocked it out. And that's what gravitates towards kids initially. But not only that, the book is structured that it has a teachable... uh, aspect to it and it has back matter and it has information on the back of the book um, that talks about each individual um, person that uh, is written in this book so that allows them to be able to use it um, further than, than just talking and reading the book out loud but it goes into an ability to be able to then analyze um, not only the ones that we talked about but further going into others that have done similar things uh, for our history. Perfect. I, I got that especially when I was reading it to my kids. Is it's it's that perfect stepping like that first kind of stepping stone into not only knowing a bit more about who you are, but then you might like I said, my son's also called Elijah. He heard Elijah and he was like, "Who's this person?" And then I could go to the back of the book and read that out, and he's like, "Oh, okay, what's an inventor?" And it just and it just keeps on going and going and going, and it just starts that little seed to keep it going. And you guys nailed that on the head. It would have it would have been a loss if you left out that kind of section of not knowing a bit more about those people, and then it kind of forces a teacher or a parent to do their own research. But what this does, it just gives that little bit more to start it, keep it going, if that makes sense. And and that's where you see that change that you guys are after really start to, t- to carry on. Um, and I think who, whose idea was it to do that? Because tap on the back, that was brilliant. Well, I, I would go ahead and oh, say man. it was. I don't know if we could take care of on that. Well, one. you know it. Uh, oh, now well, you're both talking. <laughs> I'm going to tell. My idea, I'm my going idea. to tell it. So, so I, I, I needed to do the back matter. I needed to do some research. Um, um, but it was, I think, it was something just understanding the audience of this book um, and what we're trying to do. And I believe our agent also kind of gave us some insight. Well, th- this would be great to also include. Um, and, the, and the great thing about the back matter is that it was a teaching moment not only for Ali and myself, but for our kids and our family. Right. We're going through this and we're learning about this. Right. And we're learning about these individuals. Um, So it was a great research project for all of us. Oh, I can imagine. And yeah, again, props to the idea. It worked brilliantly. And that's where I really saw it all come together. Um, And one thing that you obviously mentioned was the power of the images to get in the kids in. And I think one thing, whether you did it not knowingly or unknowingly, uh, I'm saying to Ali, is the use of rhyme in it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect. Um, so yeah, I commend you for doing that as well. How, how was that? Because um, I don't know about you guys. I'm not the greatest rhymer. I definitely don't have a rap bone in the back of me. But how was it creating that kind of like poetic side to it as well as creating all these, these, these sub-matters that go alongside creating a rhyme? I, I think that's the, that's the fun part, you know? Um, because yeah. it, it, it allowed to, you know, for the, the two of us to, to tap back into our childhood sort of emotions as well you know like what plays well for us um keeping it very simple in its structure 
um, so that at the very end, you really are just putting somebody else in those shoes. And what's the fun way to do it, you know, than, than a rhyme? I've always looked at it as not trying to to take myself uh, too seriously, I think, when it comes to, to writing. So sometimes you might put some down and it doesn't make sense or doesn't feel as good. <laughs> but, but um, you know, you, you got to trust that initial uh, gut feeling. And so George and I were like, all right, and we'd go back and forth. We'd, we'd toss some stuff out there like, yeah, you know what? <laughs> That's cute, but that, that doesn't cut it. <laughs> and let's not do that one. But, but, but uh, creating the story and using the imagination, um, I think, are just fun moments if you can do that in time. So it, it was one of those moments and opportunities to do it with this book. Was you, when you were writing it, was you did you have your kids um, kind of like hear bits? We go, oh, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? Where they were like, Dad, that's that's creepy. Don't say that. Oh, that that's amazing. How are they kind of interacting with that? I bet you got some funny stories on that side. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> you go first on your end. What did your kids well, do? <laughs> initially, they were like, who is this? And where are these words? I don't know if Ali told you, but um, the original manuscript was very dark. Um, so it, it got to be uh, black boy, black boy, what do you see? I see police brutality. I see institutional slavery. Um, I see, you know, pandemic poverty. And, and so a lot of the, you know, the initial phase of it was, what are these words? What do they mean? Um, and then ultimately, again, uh, Ali brought us back full circle, um, narrowed in as to the purpose of writing this book. And then after that, it became joyful as to they saw themselves. It's funny. The, the funniest thing about this thing is that as soon as the pictures came through, my son was like, hey, did you did you mean for him to look like me? Because he that, it looks like me. Um, but the the good thing about the rhyming is that it's easy to catch on, right? It, it's easy to to gain confidence in reading based on the rhythm of it. And so it, you would the rap sessions that we would have in our house based on Black Boy Black Boy was um, I wish I would have recorded it. Um, some of it probably wouldn't be. <laughs> I got one for you. Don't worry. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but it was it was it was great. It was on uh, my real quick. It sounds like Dr. Zeus meets his J. Cole. That's what I'm seeing in my head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go on, Ali, carry on. Sorry. No, no. On my end, it, it was just real quick. It was, um, if you put it out, especially to my eldest, to my daughter, you know, um, so the very first couple lines, there was there was critique. So I had to actually pull back and be like, you know what? I can't just be giving it out to the kids because... They're going to really just hammer this away and, and you're never going to satisfy anybody. So they were a little harsh on, on my on my side. But my son, interestingly enough, did not get to read any of this till um, till it was done. And and even at that, it was like he, he did it and he was kind of like, yeah, OK, nice. Mm-hmm. So what what flipped the entire script was when we show him what everything looks like once Ken Daly had a chance to then interpret it. So the moment like the images came in and with the color and everything, like he actually held on to that thing for a minute, you know? And I was like, oh, I mean, that's the same book. I, sh- I just, I showed you that a little while ago. You didn't really care. You were kind of like, eh. Now you're really flipping through. It's like, oh yeah, look at this. I'm like, all right, you know? So it, it was, honestly, man, it, it was an amazing process to do all this. It really is, especially when it's your first one, you know? So what an and experience. how long was the process actually? That's one thing that's always underlooked when people hear about book. Like, how long was this process for you to create this final, final book? Well, we started. It's probably two years ago to this date. I think it was in August or so. Um, and you know, I think delivering the manuscript um, probably 
um, took maybe four to six months. Um, and then after that, the publisher ran with it. Was it shorter than that? I think they kept wanting tweaks and, and, and understanding what was the final manuscript. Um, but I think the majority of it felt with the illustrator and understanding uh, how it needed to be displayed. Um, and so um, that's kind of led us to here. So a two-year project, essentially. And while writing this book, obviously this is your first book, um, you said as well, how how scary or how, yeah, how scary was it um, starting that whole process? Was it like, oh my God, where did we start? Or did you feel pretty confident and excited about it? What, what, what kind of emotions were you going through when you first started going, yeah, we're going to create this? I mean, the, the emotions were raw. Yeah, it was, we kind of immediately knew that there was a sort of a childhood book that we wanted to use as a sort of structure. And it, it really became, um, uh, Ali and I, it became very organic and, and very smooth with um, our sort of interactions as to, um, at the time, sort of me providing um, certain historical figures and then Ali filling in the blanks with the sort of rhyme scheme and how it should happen. And it was, it was um, as easy as, um, as I say, is apple pie, but it was, it was extremely easy for us to be able to come together uh, for this. We've had other collaborations before, so this, this uh, was just more of a written form collaboration. The, the, real quick to that, the beauty of this, though, too, uh, Cameron, honestly, was that it initially was, look, we're just going to write something for our kids. So there was no expectation, you know? There was no sense of, of whatever. So that, that takes away the fear. And it really, I would say, if anyone could take that advice, is that when you first start, don't try to feel like you're writing for this huge, large audience. Like you first just got to, you know, hear your voice and get it out. Um, but be true to what the purpose is. So for us, we were like, really, yeah, man, we need to write something for our sons. That took the pressure off, you know. Um, it's, it's only once, you know, all of a sudden you've got something and you are blessed to have an agent who's now saying, yeah, okay, it's time we can chop this around. Or Then you're kind of like, oh, wow, this is real. Okay, so this is going out, you know. And then you start getting the, the nose and you're like, oh, this is really real. <laughs> you know, before all of the other things come in. But prior to that, man, it was like, yeah, to write this, we were just excited because I think we were really pissed. And we're like, we got to do something. And I think all of that energy... Um, transitioned or transformed into something creative and, and hopeful but it was yeah there wasn't a lot of fear in, in getting it started it's, it's afterwards <laughs> <laughs> and right now are you kind of eager and hungry to create a next one or are you still living within the kind of space of this book still obviously you've got the book tour and all that go, going on as well are you like right, I'm ready for the next one are you like no nah, I want to I want to show this one into its fullest potential where's your kind of mind at with it I would say both, um, to be honest. I think we are, uh, in, this, in the same sense, just pinching ourselves now that everything's unfolding once the book is out and to see that, but to also not get lost in that part because, um, you know, as often as, as you can, you just want to make sure you keep the creative muses, you know, um, inspired um, because a lot of times, you know, if you have those lulls, that's when um, you can just sort of let things die out. So, for us right now, we are we we've already created a a black girl black girl book that comes out in 2024. Um, so it gives us a window, a large enough of a, a window to create something else, and we are actively on that process. 
Yeah, my daughter's going to be very happy to hear that. I can tell you that now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we got daughters, man, you know, so you have to imagine. You get that somebody yeah. saying, oh, the Black Boy, Black Boy book. Okay, we're going to try to get that out onto shelves. The, the, our daughters were right there like, what? Where's our book? So, you know, that had to come about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but like I said, even even though I was reading um, Black Boy, Black Boy to my daughter, she could still relate to it. So it's one of the yeah, things it's not just meant for. It, yeah. it, it's beautiful of that. You, you'd think it would be. And even when I was reading it, I was like, oh my God, how is she going to take this? She was loving it. She was actually I love especially the rap. Like she, she's loving it. So it, it's it's powerful. And now knowing that it's going to be you know a black girl, black girl, insider and dope like that. Um, yeah, well excited for that. Well excited. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, oh, that's amazing. That's amazing to hear, guys. Um, is, is there anything in in particular you want to make sure um, for, from your message point of view that you want to make sure our viewers and listeners can hear? Um, um, from your whole experience of what you wanted to create with this book, what's the kind of main mission um, that you want to create from this and you want people to get from Black Boy, Black Boy? Yeah, so for me, um, it would just be to change the narrative. Um, that's what we're trying to do is inspire the youth to not only uh, feel that they um, are worth something, but that they can do anything that they put their mind to. Uh, initially, as Ali had spoken earlier, this was written uh, for our boys, Um but it's written for all boys and even girls as well. I mean, it was it was uh, basically stemmed from a sort of the movie Hidden Figures and, uh, and what the historical uh, African-American women did in the NASA program. That This is kind of what we wanted to do for, for African-American men. And why, why did it take so long for, for us to figure out the importance of these individuals when when they're available, that information is out there. Let's put it in front of their minds because perhaps if they learn their past, it'll help shape their future. Definitely. Anything else you want to add to that, Ali? Yeah, and uh, to add to that part is also the huge opportunity we have, especially in a, you know um, with the way things are in the world today. Um, not to come off as being trying to sound cliche, but you know um, those of us seeking a more perfect union. Um, we are always presented with that uh, opportunity in doing so because the truth is every single one of us has the capacity to do amazing things, you know. Um, it is all really dependent on the choices we make and the commitment we have to it. So uh, for us, we're really hoping that we are able to um, have a book that can inspire kids to believe in that, uh, to see that. But for educators to take that opportunity, um, especially for black kids, to be able to shine a light on their humanity because it really is a story um, just about a father and a son um, and it shows an inspirational and hopeful sort of picturesque ideal of what a, a dad would want his son to to have you know and taking life on so um, at the very end you know if if we can get I would say uh, readers so that they don't just see that title black boy black boy and think it's just for the black kid but to see that as um a window and an opportunity to to open that into someone else's uh, humanity. Um, hopefully, they'll you know take a look or step through that door, you know, and that way we can all embrace ourselves a little bit easier and better, you know, with more respect for each other. Um, yeah, so that's that's the hope. Yeah, um, and where where can where can one get this amazing book? And I, I just before you put on that point, I just want to make sure people are aware, uh, just to emphasize that this book isn't just for black boys like I, I will, i'll see if i can share the video of my daughter enjoying this book as well this book is for everyone not just black boys black girls 
And it's also for the parents as well. The experiences you can create from reading with your kids is powerful. And there isn't a better way to start doing that or encouraging that than from this book. In my personal opinion, I am genuinely not just saying that because it's a podcast and I'm on here. It, it, it was an amazing experience to have with my kids because um, I don't like reading too much with them. I like doing like songs and creating my own stories. This is a book we started reading a lot more often. So where can one get this book? First off, thanks for sharing that message, man. But I love that story. But yeah, George, go ahead and tell him what that was. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate up. it, Cameron. I That's love exactly that. That's what awesome. Ali and I were, were always talking about. We were all, almost in fear of the title. Right. We didn't want to uh, be in one of those situations where that's all people saw. And that's the whole thing is about we're wanting to change the narrative. We, we don't want individuals just to see that and, and look away. Right. But to look inside the cover of a book and not judge it based on the cover. Right. But you can buy this book uh, on the Internet at Amazon's um, uh, local Barnes and Nobles as well. Um any sort of independent bookstores um, within your area that may be having it as well. Um, some local Target stores, I believe, as well, also in the market for this book. Ali, anything else I forgot as to where anyone could purchase this book? No, no, you, you didn't. We, we let we have to make sure we let people know. Like, you know, um, it's available wherever books are wherever. sold. <laughs> But um, in truth, as we are also coming from the underground in a way, you know, independent bookstores, not that we have anything against the big the big guys. Um, if you can support, you know, uh, by purchasing this book through an independent bookstore, we would actually really appreciate that. Um, if you happen to purchase it on Amazon, please leave us a good review. And if you don't just leave us an honest one, <laughs> you know, we would love to see exactly like what we're talking about. Um but yeah, it's available wherever books are sold and we are just super thankful for the opportunity. You know, this is a great, great chance for us to add to that literature that's already existing, you know, in, in our own way. So, and, and thank you guys for being, being here. Cause this is, like I said, it's quite, I'm slightly more starstruck now. Obviously I'm speaking to you guys. I've read this book. I'm seeing your faces. It's quite, it's quite profound for me. And I, I'm, I'm so thankful for you guys for being on this podcast. And honestly, to everyone who's listening, I highly do recommend this book. It, it was a breath of fresh air, um, not just for me, it was for my kids. I can almost guarantee it will be a breath, a breath of fresh air for you guys. So, you know, if, if you love your kids and you believe in them, so start your journey, ready, set, go. I do like, like that. There you go, Cameron. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was Again, awesome, Cameron. Man, thank you for this time <laughs> and for the dope. conversation, brother. But that was, that's, that, that was, was it. Dope. That was dope. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you, honestly. Thank you so much. And again, guys, thank you for listening. And as always, stay dope. Just keep being dope like dads. I've been Cameron, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Until the next one, see you later. Dope Black Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. 
Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.